We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Hi, everyone, and welcome into another Sooner Sports Podcast Wednesday edition. Meg McDonald here, and I have a very special guest on today's show. That's Oklahoma women's gymnastics head coach KJ Kindler. She's one of my absolute favorite coaches at Oklahoma, and we dive into so much. Things like the cancellation of the winter season, the senior class, so Maggie Nichols, Jade Degovea, and Bree Showers, what a possible extra year of eligibility might have looked like, Maggie and the goat that she was and the impact that she had not just on Oklahoma gymnastics, but the entire sport. We even dive into her coaching style and seeing some of her former gymnasts go into coaching in the NCAA and what it's like competing against them. Spoiler alert, she wants to beat them. We also go into some of her advice to younger coaches and staying authentic to herself. Oh, and the future of OU Gymnastics is very bright. I can just talk gym to KJ all day long, but for your sake, I did limit it to about 35 minutes. Now, in full disclosure, this interview was taped a few weeks ago, but I wanted to get Maggie Nichols on and talk about Athlete A, as well as last week's guest, Justin Broyles, to talk about Black Lives Matter and the state of college football. And those two athletes, those two interviews, seem to be so much bigger than sports, So I did delay the KJ interview going out by just a few weeks, but now is the time. KJ Kindler, right after this. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by AT&T, America's best network. 
Academy Sports and Outdoors is the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. Metroplex Electric We can be your electrician. Express Employment Professionals is a premier workforce management provider to Sooner Nation. To find a job or make your next hire, visit expresspros.com. All right, here is KJ Kindler. Three-time National Head Coach of the Year, 12-time Big 12 Coach of the Year. She also led the Sooners to a casual four-team national championships. KJ, thanks so much for taking some time out and hanging out with us for a bit today. Thanks for having me. What has the communication been like with your team since the season was canceled? Yeah, um, so it's been really interesting to navigate this whole thing. And, um, you know, something that I really wanted to do was make sure that I still felt very connected to them and that they felt connected to the program because um, they're used to being at school. You know, March 13th, they, they left campus and uh, since that point, um, they've been away. And the Big 12 has also uh, had a statement saying that we can't even have any contact with them, even if they are in Norman. So I really haven't seen any of my athletes at all. Um, but I have had the opportunity to communicate with them on the phone, um, over Zoom, of course, which we're all, you know, I'm not a Zoom expert, but a lot of people have become Zoom experts. Um, and then via email. And every morning, the first thing I've done since, since the first week we were gone was write them an email. Um, and uh, the email would be silly, funny, have pictures, be very personal. Some of them would have workouts, suggested workouts. Um, I started to get on a, a regular workout plan about a week after they were home. But um, just sending them ideas of how to, you know, stay in shape and stay, keep their mind active and all of those things. So every single day, that email kind of uh, prompt responses. I'm calling a lot, checking on them. Um, this has been super difficult as it has been for everyone. Um, but they had, you know, some emotional connection to what happened and, and what they lost, certainly at the end of the year. Um, and I think there's a lot of question in the minds of my returners, um, as I think there will be for all student athletes across the board. Is it going to happen again? Um, you know, will there be the next meet, you know, the next competition or will it all end right now? And it, it gives a new meaning to being in the moment and uh, valuing every single day and every single opportunity because truly they have been taught now. Um, that those can be taken away in a moment's notice without any warning, you know? So I think that they've learned a lot. Um, communication has been really great. I think that everyone feels pretty close. Um, they have, I put them in some leadership groups and they're working on like team chemistry and things like that, things that, that they're able to do from afar. Um, but I know we're all looking forward to getting back together. It's my opinion that the gymnastics season is somewhat unique to college sports being canceled because you guys only had one more meet in the regular season left. And when the conferences and the NCAA said, winter sports will not have another year of eligibility. It just so happened to be one of the most decorated classes in your senior class this season. Maggie Nichols, Jade Degovea, Bree Showers, national champions, what was your reaction to the news that those seniors were done competing? 
Well, I think that we were all hopeful that they would have the opportunity to end on their own terms. So we were hopeful that the NCAA would give them another year and that they could make the choice at that time. You know, there's no knowing what any of them would have chosen. Um, I tend to think at least one of that, that group would have come back, but um, not giving that opportunity uh, was super disappointing, not only to them, but to me as well, uh, because they didn't ever have a championship experience the whole year. You know, I know a lot of sports were done. A lot of sports had, had expired their season and were actually completely done. Um, but we were not even close, you know, with still having the Big 12 championship and then, you know, every round of our tournament still to go. And uh, it, it's hard. It's hard on them. <laughs> you know, they have, they have rings on those fingers and they wanted to add to it. They certainly had goals and having been number one all season, there's no guarantee what would have ended up happening. Not at all. But boy, they would have loved the opportunity to fight for it, to try um, to know what the result would have been. Now it's just always going to be that little bit of unknown. They are an amazing group of women. I think that, um, you know, Maggie was pretty vocal about wanting to get that extra year for all, all athletes, uh, in winter sports. And, uh, it just, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. So I think they've all come to terms with it now, but it was, it was difficult. I do want to get your thoughts on a fifth year, like a potential fifth year. It is hard to compete in the sport of gymnastics at 22, 23. I know personally my senior year, just my fourth year running down that vault runway was tough. Like my numbers were cut in half at practice. I just don't think people understand the reality of it. It's tough on your body as a 22, 23 year old fifth year senior. No, it absolutely is. Um, I have in my most recent memory, I have Brenna Dowell to look back on and she was so resilient and really um, avoided injuries. She really did. So she looked pretty darn good that fifth year. And it makes me think that some people can do it. But I would say you're right. The majority of people, um, the body breaks down. Gymnastics is tough on the joints, very tough on the joints. Um, and so it is very difficult and very unusual for an athlete to go after a fifth year or a sixth year. And what we're seeing now um, with the Olympics being postponed across the country, there's a lot of um, Olympic hopefuls that have signed on with college programs who are now deferring. And they will put themselves in a similar situation to Brenna in which they'll have to do that fifth year or even you know, try to put a waiver through for a sixth year. So you're, you're right, you're putting yourself into the 23, 24 year old category, um, doing collegiate gymnastics at the highest level and, and trying to perform at the highest level, you know, at the NCAA level. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see how those people, you know, um, work through those, you know, those issues as, as they get a little bit older. Um, but no one wants to give up on that Olympic dream and they shouldn't, um, but it does, it does put your timetable a little interesting for NCAA competition. What impact do you believe Maggie Nichols made in her time in Norman, but also as a human in her entire career? Yeah. 
Oh gosh. Um, to, to even kind of put that into words is difficult because you have, there's so many levels of Maggie Nichols, you know, there's the gymnastics level. Um, there's the social media queen, you know, Maggie Nichols and the things that she has brought to the community through her social media and to young girls everywhere. Um, I, I believe she is an activist as well. And she brings a lot of, um, attention to very, um, important issues. And I think that you also have um, the Maggie Nichols that um, was very brave and uh, announced that she was athlete A during her time here in Norman, which to me tends to be the most monumental moment in her career, just because the bravery it took to do that um, and to be one of the first collegiate athletes to do that. Um, very, I mean, speaks volumes about her character, who she is, and, and the things that she's been through in her very short life, you know, and the things she's had to handle and um, submerge really in her in herself to try to make that Olympic team, you know, being quiet as long as she was, as many of the victims or the survivors were. And so I think, um, you know, I can't even put into words what she's done for gymnastics overall, but she is beloved, you know, across the world for the things that she has done and, and certainly for the gymnastics that she's performed and accomplished, but she'd be the first one to tell you she doesn't want to be known for her gymnastics. You know, that's all great. That's awesome. But what she wants to be known as is, is a positive influence on, on the world and on another human being and to be on somebody's list of great people, you know, who inspired them. I think that's really, you know, what her purpose was. And she'll be the first to tell you as far as the record books are concerned, she has a 10 on every event. She's not going anywhere. Her name's going to be up there forever. And what she did at Oklahoma certainly um, helped put us on the map and the amazing impact and, and influence she's had on all those around her in Norman and at the University of Oklahoma will live on forever. You know, as upsetting as it was that they didn't have a chance to compete at a national championship, I'm so happy that they had a senior night because I think Sooner fans really showed up and celebrated this senior class in particular. I agree. And I, I kept telling them that, although I don't know that it, it was helping out that much, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, when things all went down, uh, they weren't thinking about what they had. They were thinking about what they lost. And so I, I kept um, pointing that out to them. You know, there were many seniors across the country who didn't have that moment. And, uh, you know, call it great scheduling or whatever you want to call it. But that first weekend in March is always our senior night. And it was timely enough this time so that it became their final memory. And I can't think of a better final memory to have. Like you said, the, the stands were packed. Um, you know, they both had, you know, Jade and uh, Maggie had incredible nights of competition. And then to see Brie, you know, kind of take the floor at the end of the meet and have that moment with her, like I just thought um, it was perfect. And it was a perfect ending for what what was a very difficult ending no matter what. So 
Um, yeah, I think now looking back, they, they all agree. And at the moment when I was telling them, they, they were not necessarily on board. <laughs> they, wa they wanted that national championship moment. But um, in hindsight now, they, they're, they're super pleased that they did have that moment together and it, and it feels right. So going back to the regular season, the Sooners were ranked number one all season long on top of being the reigning national champions. I do believe I saw an article in which you had a quote that read, in their coach's eyes, they're the national champions. Is that something that you told your team or you just kind of personally felt it? No, I told them. <laughs> I'm sure they loved that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you were ranked number one, you were undefeated, and there's no telling. Like I said, there's no telling what would have would have happened, but certainly based on the season that they had and, um, you know, their, their reign at number one the entire year, including the preseason coaches poll, um, and by the way, not to mention their reign at number one the entire season prior, like I just felt like they were set up to do that and that they had worked hard to be that. And that if they had the opportunity to do anything about earning that, they would have done it. I've seen on social media in the past couple weeks that some of the home gyms for your current athletes are starting to open and there aren't really a ton of people there, but maybe they're able to get into the gym and get a workout in. What has that looked like for them in that regard? It's hard to stay in gymnastic shape. You don't, you fall out of gymnastic shape quick. So I guess what have they told you about some of those workouts that have been struggles for them or they're just happy that they can do a flip again? You know, it's a combination of both. I think I would first like to be super grateful to all the clubs out there. They have had a very um, difficult time financially surviving through this. Um, and though many of them received loans, you have to distribute those loans in certain ways. And so paying for rent or mortgage on a building that's 30,000 plus square feet, I mean, that is a hefty bill to pay when you have no income. And so a lot of these clubs just opening up, they're trying to get back on their feet. Um, and they have welcomed the college athletes from across the country uh, into their gyms. And, and these athletes are certainly inspirations to a lot of their young gymnasts. But, um, you know, club owners and head coaches have great relationships with their former athletes that move on to NCAA. And I think even... Um, them just being in the gym is an inspiration to the young kids around and is helpful for business. But um, it's, it's, it's been very difficult for them. So we're thankful that they have the opportunity to work out at all, you know, since our, uh, our gym is not open. But I think um, they've been getting workouts from me because my message is go slow, you know, go slow. We need to definitely get back into the rhythm of things before we, you know, bust out our very most difficult trick. And uh, I know Regan Smith's, you know, kind of kicking it into high gear. I had to call her the other day and tell her to put on the brakes a little bit. And she said, but I feel so great. <laughs> and I said, that's awesome. I'm so glad you feel great. But we still have to, you know, be thoughtful about how we're coming back. Because our bodies have had a big break, you know, a bigger break than, than any of these women have had at all.
in their lifetime, even if you're injured, Meg, as you know, there's things you can do and you continue to do them to stay in shape. They didn't really have that opportunity. Um, so just really excited about them getting in. They've, they've reported great soreness um, <laughs> in their traps up here and their lats, mm -hmm. um, low stomach, you know, bars is a, is something you can't assimilate in your garage or in your bedroom. And so you get back on those bars and it hits every little muscle you never knew you had. And uh, so definitely experiencing soreness, but also like excitement and thankfulness and a lot of uh, great attributes that, um, you know, you take a break from something and, and you remember how much you love it and why you love it and you miss it. And so I think they're really going through a, um, kind of a rebirth of their love for the sport. And I think that's, you know, that's what's good that's coming out of it. So I think it's important to note that, yes, this senior class was absolutely amazing, right? But your team wasn't really necessarily rebuilding. They're almost reloading. So you have personnel like Reagan Smith, Olivia Troutman, Anastasia Webb, who almost will have, have this year next season that I think is going to be really remarkable. I guess, where do you see these athletes going from here? Do they go into more of a leadership role to maintain that success? Or what does that look like? I mean, you named three key, key players, obviously, Reagan, um, Olivia, and Anastasia, like definitely leaders on our competition floor and remarkable gymnasts. And even Olivia, she wasn't 100% last year, as we know. Um, well, with this great deal of rest, she's feeling pretty darn good right now. So um, th those three are powerful all-rounders, you know, and our team, we're bringing in nine freshmen, and there are some really remarkable young women in that group, and I'm really excited about kind of just getting started again and having um, all those new faces, new perspectives. Um, a lot of them have different strengths. You're going to see some really great stuff. I mean, Audrey Davis, a freshman, beautiful on bars and beam has uh, from WOGA and has, you know, that beautiful WOGA technique um, really gonna stand out for us. Um, you have Catherine Lavasser who is from San Antonio and she's powerful like no other. She got a 10 on vault in JO. And so that's hard to do. You gotta stick it. She does a beautiful one and a half, darted it right into the ground, 10. You know, and I remember when Bree Showers got her 10 in J.O. And, and she came in and she was an exceptional vaulter for us as well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we have, I mean, there's so many. Julianne, uh, she's from Florida. Amazing on all four events. Another great one and a half. Quinn Smith from Arizona. Um, again, a one and a half. Really dynamic on everything. An all-arounder, uh, no doubt about it. Um, you name it, we've got it. And I'm super excited to have some hometown people here from um, the Norman area, from Tulsa. So you've got Belle Johnson, uh, Sheridan Ramsey, and you have Audrey Lynn, all three right from right here in Oklahoma. Um, I'm so excited about that because we have had some of the most amazing athletes on our team that are right here from the state of Oklahoma. So excited that they're going to be joining us. But also like a bunch of other amazing athletes. Um, all of them bring something different to the table. A lot of them um, have certain strengths, but many of them are just darn good in the all around. And so I'm excited to, to get them all in the gym together and, 
to have the opportunity to coach them. You know, normally we start in the summer and I'm able to like kind of um, make some decisions really on, on what an athlete might compete or what they might work on. And right now we're kind of having to do that from afar as far as, um, you know, trying to influence what they might want to work on for next year's routine. And I also, Meg, have to do 20 plus floor routines in this much time. So that should be exciting too. I didn't even think of that, KJ. <laughs> oh I know, do you want half of them? No, I, they would be terrible. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit, I think it's really cool to watch some of your former sooners go on to coaching roles. So Taylor Spears is at Arizona. Kristen White just announced that she'll be going to Arizona State after spending a couple years in Ames. Miley's at Michigan. What is it like watching these women go from athletes to coaches in the sport? I mean, first of all, I'm so proud of all of them. Um, they, you know, people come through school all the time. They don't necessarily know what they want to do with their lives. But when I look at these three young women, I can absolutely 100% see why they chose coaching. And you can see it if you look back through their career and kind of your interactions with them about the sport, um, that they were perfect for this kind of a position. Um, all three are, um, they wanna make a difference in young people's lives. Um, they're super passionate about the sport, which I think is essential. Um, and they're just really good people. Like I enjoyed coaching them every single minute I was able to. Um, I love that um, some of them call me and I'm able to mentor them even now. Um, I love the fact that, you know, I don't want them to beat us. <laughs> every time <laughs> Miley came to Norman, I'm like, all right, <laughs> this one's gotta be a win, you know? But I know there, a day will come, a day will come and I'll be the first one to give them a big hug and congratulate them. <laughs> but, you know, they're gonna have the tools to do it. There's no doubt about it. So outside of you wanting to get the W, and I totally <laughs> understand that, what is it like competing against those teams? Well, I mean, I, I'm super proud of them when they're, you know, a lot of times in gymnastics, coaches have responsibility for a certain event. And so, you know, they take a lot of great, great pride in that event. And so um, many of these athletes coach BEAM. Uh, which is the event that I coach. And so uh, when they go to beam, it's exciting to kind of watch. I, and sometimes I see some of my mannerisms and what they do. And um, I know the tremendous pressure there is in coaching beam. Um, it can be the make it or break it moment in your competition. And it's a lot of pressure and you have to be really great about giving your athletes confidence. And and I love just watching them, how they interact with their athlete before, after. Um, they have, you know, great excitement when their athletes are successful. I mean, just, it would bring a tear to your eye, literally. But, you know, usually I'm also coaching my team at the same time. <laughs> so it's hard to watch, exactly. But I think, you know, I don't know. I think it's just really exciting to see them flourish in that kind of environment and to see their athletes trust them the way they do. You know, it's funny you bring up um, that you see some of your mannerisms in them. I'm pretty sure I've seen all three do the KJ, 
beam prep talk right before that event. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder where they learned that from. <laughs> and they know what I say too. And it's, it's kind of a secret in the rest of the gymnastics community. I don't even know what you say. And I call all your meets. So it's just cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to see that. But uh, kind of staying on that topic, what would be your advice to young coaches getting their start in coaching gymnastics, finding their voice? Because I think you're very well respected in NCAA gymnastics. Young coaches in the, in the NCAA arena? Yes. I think, um, honestly, I think it starts with um, being an example. You have to be example to, to your athletes. Um, and that means every day, if you want 110% effort from them, they have to see it from you. Um, if you want them to be timely and all those things that, that you want from your athletes, you have to display those attributes yourself. Um, so I think that's, you know, number one where it starts. I think you have to be authentic. You know, they have to know that you're being real with them. Um, and not blowing smoke all the time, you know, you've got to tell them how it is and, and they have to know that you care and they will always take that feedback, um, that criticism, if you will, they'll take it positively. You know, it's very often that we, we hear criticism and we feel negatively about it. But I think if you know that the source it's coming from, um, is genuine and authentic and you trust them, then you always, you always get better, you know, instead of putting, putting it in the negative category. Um, I think those are two things that are, you know, super important when you're becoming a new coach. Um, you know, there's so many more things to coaching than just technically telling them what's right and what's wrong. Uh, I think also I would tell them, and, and many of them are in assistant coaching positions, but I know they'll be head coaches someday. And I think that you have to embrace expectation. You have to know that those expectations are there and you got to love them up. You know, you can't be afraid of them. You can't avoid them. You can't avoid saying them. That's a mistake I made as a young coach. I, oh, I don't want to say we want to win a national championship. I don't want to put too much pressure on them. You got to say it. If you want to do it, You've got to say, it. you've got to set that bar super high. If you don't reach it, you don't reach it. I mean, how many times have we been second? Too many, too many times, third, whatever. But, but we're always striving to get there. And so you have to really embrace that expectation, I think. And then you have to be consistent. You know, you, you have to be consistent every day. They have to know what to expect from you. You know, they have to walk in the gym knowing what they're going to get <laughs> or into the meat or anything else. You know, I think that that's something I also continue to still try to do is that I'm not a different person at a competition than I am, than I am at practice. You know, if I'm a pretty serious person overall, but I can also be silly and goofy and, and I try to bring my same, my same persona to the meat as I do to practice every day so that my athletes know what to expect. It's not like, stage KJ. <laughs> I don't have a stage KJ. So um, I think those things are what's really important for a new coach. And, and, and honestly, for any leader who's trying to, you know, get people to, um, you know, do and, and execute their vision. Okay, just a couple more. I know we got to get out of here in just a few minutes. You've had such a decorated career as a coach. What has been the most rewarding moment for you? Putting you on the spot here. I know, and I, I'm thinking. 
should be easy, but there were just so many great moments. Mm. I think I'm still going to have to say last year because it was such a tumultuous experience from beginning to end. And there were so many ups and downs and so many unknowns. Um, and though from the outside, I always say this from the outside, it just looked easy and, and like it was expected for us to win, but from the inside and by the inside, I don't mean inside me. I meant inside the program. We knew the obstacles and the hurdles we were jumping over left and right. And, uh, to have that, um, that moment at the end when Brenna stuck her vault, I mean, that moment is, is uh, really ingrained in my brain. It will never leave. And the feeling, even though before she went, we knew we had won, it didn't matter. That moment and, and then the <laughs> feeling that came after it, I mean, they were amazing. And for Jen and Joey to have that moment, priceless. Okay, last question for you. What has been the most challenging aspect of being a mom of two gymnasts? You can't coach them on the floor. <laughs> okay, so this has been really difficult for me uh, because a, a lot of people might think that we bring them into the gym and teach them on the side or <laughs> things like that. But I've really tried to step away and allow their coaches to coach them, um, without getting in the way, you know, and that's very hard for me. Um, so, and I, and I don't go to the gym and I'm not one of those people who looks through the window and watches practice every day. I ask how it was, you know, each day, but we don't, um, we don't dwell on it because I think the pressure of being my daughter in a gym doing gymnastics is great. And I, um, I think that's just enough. They don't need anything from me. And my, you know, my hope for them in the sport of gymnastics is that it builds their self-esteem, um, that they stay active and athletic, that they have something to focus on and, and a way to learn how to set goals and to reach them and to have the satisfaction of having worked for something and achieved it. You know, I, I don't think about scholarships and I don't think about, you know, any of those results oriented things because I know what the sport can bring to your life, period. And I know that, you know, there's so much more beyond sport when you graduate from the NCAA or you graduate from college and you are done with gymnastics, your whole life, um, beyond gymnastics is affected by what you learn doing sport. And I don't mean just the sport of gymnastics, but any sport, you know, having that experience as a young child, I think is, is tremendously important. And for young girls in particular, building self-esteem through sport and being around other women who have great self-esteem and who think that they are amazing and telling you you're amazing and, and having that go into your, your life um, you can't, you can't top that. And so, um, I'm always really conscious. I, I do give some, some tips here and there, and I'm usually told that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll say <laughs> do it this way, or, or maybe you should try it this way. And they'll say, mom, that's not what my coach says. You, you need to stay out of it. So I stay out of it. 
Oh, good stuff, uh, KJ. Well, I can't thank you enough for giving me so much of your time today. I know you have a meeting in literally 10 minutes, so I do have to let you go, but can't appreciate you enough. I always love talking to one of my favorite coaches at OU. <laughs> thank you. Don't forget, 2020 football season ticket renewals are now live. Log into your account on Soonersports.com to view all of your renewal information and to renew today. Even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Dining rooms are closed, but where possible, you can still order from the drive-thru, the Chick-fil-A app, or from DoorDash. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. Walden Cleaners is open for business and offering free pickup and delivery for all your household bundle wash and garment care needs. Register online or download our customer app in the App Store. I just love talking to KJ. She is such an impressive coach, probably the most detail-oriented person that I've ever met. Trust me, I've seen some of the itineraries for travel meets, and she doesn't miss a detail. I know a lot of people have learned more about the culture of gymnastics and that it can be pretty toxic, but KJ is truly the light of the sport. I've seen her lift up her athletes and help them grow as women in their time in Norman, and it is just so encouraging to see. She's pretty awesome, and I think she will continue to have tremendous success at OU, and I can't see the Sooners dropping off anytime soon. I think this team will win a lot more national championships in the near future. Here's what's on tap, brought to you by OG&E, OG&E, power at the speed of life. Tomorrow on our Sooner Classics, it's the 2010 OU-Texas game, and on Saturday, it's the 2012 Bedlam Classic. Oh, and don't miss Joe Castiglione on Friday's episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.